you are listening to Takedowns to Breakdowns. Do you remember? Okay, I'm sorry. First of all, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Oh, happy New Year to the great new beginnings and the next chapter and in, in beautiful whatever's we got going on. Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, by the way, before you continue, just yes. to interrupt you. No, no, go ahead. Go, go, go. You don't look as weird as I thought you were going to without glasses. Yeah. It, <laughs> well, you've seen me without glasses before. I mean, every I time have, I've trained with you in martial arts, I couldn't wear right, glasses. Right, and that's only at like an hour at a time. And then the right. other 99% of the time I've seen you was with specs. True. So, okay. no, it, it, you you look good, though, without them. It looks good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It was a horrifying experience. So, <laughs> absolutely terrifying. Um and it's been a rough recovery, but it, it's it's definitely uh, it's definitely a change. I'm still getting used to. Mm. I still randomly do this, like to touch my glasses or on the Out side. Of habit. Yeah. And when I yeah. take off my shirts or something, um, I always like freeze because I think I got to take off my glass. I do this, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yep. it's not there anymore. Okay, cool. I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> I still need to wear uh, sunglasses outside and uh, blue light mm. filters. Um, I ordered some like just generic blue light filter glasses um for the screens because i look at so many screens all the time so still gonna have glasses on uh they're just not in yet but yeah okay yeah so you'll actually still see me with glasses on when i do this probably because <laughs> the the ring light is so bright so i'll probably still have sure it on. yep okay remember back in last year i said something along i said something along the lines of how jake paul is the savior I think I said that, right? Along those words. Is, is the savior? Yep. How he's the best thing to happen to boxing. He's the best thing to happen in combat sports right now. Yeah, you were you were riding both Paul brothers' dicks. Yeah, I, I, I do remember <laughs> no, that. Yeah. No, I was I was telling you the truth of Jake Paul and the Messiah that he is to combat sports. <laughs> and then uh, on the, on on New Year's Day, Jake Paul uh-huh. posted, and I sent it to you. Happy New Year, yeah. Dana White. Here's a real challenge for you. I will immediately retire from boxing and fight Jorge Masvidal in the UFC if you agree to the following. Number one, increase the minimum fighter pay per fight to $50,000. It's currently 12000 Guarantee UFC fighters 50% of the UFC annual revenues, which were $1 billion in 2021. Wow. Provide long-term health care to all fighters. You pre- you previously said brain damage is part of the gig. Imagine if the NFL said that. There are many UFC alums who have publicly said they are suffering from brain damage. You have five days to accept and to implement the above by March 31st, 2022. Once implemented, I will immediately retire from boxing, enter USADA, and agree to a one-fight deal with UFC to fight weak chin Jorge. To all UFC fighters, take the time or time to take a stand and create value for yourselves and your peers you deserve higher pay you deserve mm-hmm. long-term health care and above all you deserve freedom support each other i am not your enemy i am your advocate who selfishly wants to ko a few of you to make big bank <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know at, as soon as i saw that i was like all right you know that that's pretty legit um however i kind of wish because, uh, you know, 
you were for the brothers. I was kind of against them. And Mm -hmm. I have to admit, throughout time, throughout that year, they've slowly been growing on me. But that was kind of like the icing on the cake. I was like, wow, you know, like maybe this whole time there was a, a meaning behind all of this, you know, like there was some sort of purpose and, um, but my whole thing was like, well, why didn't he just come out and do say something like that from day one? You know, unless again, it was the whole business tactic of like, Hey, I'm a YouTuber. I'm going to challenge you. I think it's because he didn't have the leverage, uh, that he does now. He has more leverage now because he's won more fights. He's now beaten Woodley twice. Officially KOing Woodley in a fight. Yeah. So now he's got like weight behind his name. Yeah. Yeah. Now, to my knowledge, Dana White just completely ignored him. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I lo- mean, I'm looking at Dana White's Twitter right now and I'm pretty sure. Oh, wait a minute. He did respond. Oh, Dana White did respond. Let's hear it. Okay, are you ready? You ready to literally yep. hear it? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Jake, you never responded to the challenge. You publicly stated that I use cocaine. I do not. So I told you, you could randomly cocaine test me for the next 10 years. I believe that you're a cheater, and I believe that you use steroids. So I want to randomly steroid test you for the next two years. And that thing that you came out with today... Nobody on earth thinks that you really wrote that. You're too stupid. And for those of you that don't know, if you've ever watched one of his fights and you see when they do the stare down, the guy that's standing in the middle with the warlock nose and the big warlock ward on his face, apparently that's his manager. And that guy used to be an accountant for me. And let's just say this. He no longer works for me, and I think he's a scumbag. But if you two think that you can do it better than we do. Uh, You know, we're doing this whole thing wrong. You can treat the fighters better than we do. Knock yourself out. Go start your own business. It's easy to do. Go get the warlock on it. The warlock will get it started for you. What you and the warlock should be focused on is your business. You're tanking. You can't sell pay-per-views. You know, no, yeah, you're calling out Jorge Masvidal because he's a pay-per-view superstar. Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor, Mike Tyson. These are all superstars. You're not. You can't sell pay-per-views. So you do whatever the hell you want to do. I'm ready to roll, buddy. I don't use cocaine. Do you use steroids? Let's do this, Jake. Things are getting interesting. Things are getting interesting. Okay, so he fired back. Okay, okay. Right. So now, okay, and and when did he respond? When did when when did he post that response? That day. Oh, the same day. The same day. Okay, that's why he said, and he was like, "Oh, and that thing you posted about all this shit." Yeah, that's why he said that. Okay, so has Jake responded to that? Uh, I am looking now. Um. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. So he apparently, okay. Oh, oh shit. Oh shit. Okay. A day ago, he says, Dana, last day to accept my offer. 
You are a good negotiator. In an effort to bridge the gap, I'm willing to reduce my ask to 40,000 min, 40% revenue for first five years and long-term healthcare. Deal? Or are you making another selfie video showing the world how much I'm in your head? And then he said later that day, Five days have passed, and while I've agreed to be tested, Dana has vanished like Casper. Dana, my one-fight deal. I will fight for $50,000, the new minimum. You make millions off of me, and all of UFC fighters benefit from the new minimum. Revenue share and healthcare. And he has a, a handshake emoji, question mark. And then there's been uh, there's been no answer. Um, ooh, ooh. And apparently, uh, Jake Paul did a drug test, and he passed. So he didn't he didn't test hot. And then three hours ago today, he uh, Jake Paul posted, quote, quote, best year we ever had. End quote. Dana White sponsorship sponsorship is through the roof. Social media, our numbers on pay-per-view our numbers on television, arena records. This business is on fire. And then he says, end quote. Uh, also, Dana White, we're again raising pay-per-view prices and saying F you to fans and fighters. <laughs> And then he posted a video of him working on leg kicks. <laughs> and, and yeah, he's working on leg kicks. Um, so. Okay. Um, I mean, Jake does have a point as far as. <laughs> <laughs> he's the best thing to happen to combat yeah. sports, baby. Yeah. I called yeah. it. I called it months ago. It's just that when I think of them, though, I just think of assholes. But then all of a sudden. <laughs> There's like, you know, a, a meaning behind what he's doing, whereas there wasn't that meaning before. It was just kind of like, hey, I'm a YouTuber. I'm going to delve into boxing and fight other non-boxers. But now he's fighting fighters and now he's ta- actually taking a stand for fighters in general. Fighter rights and fighter, fighter benefits. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. And, you know, as far as Dana White talking mm-hmm. about the pay-per-view numbers, you know what? I don't know what's true, what's not true as far as that goes, but he didn't really cover the topic of fighter pay. No, he avoided that shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember watching, and I don't remember who this fighter was, but it was a post-conference interview, and this fighter was saying, like, you know, I don't understand why all these guys here at the UFC are complaining about fighter pay. He goes, think about it. He, he's like, I just made 30 or 35,000 tonight. There are people that make that in a year, you know? And I, and I figure I got to fight another, what one, two more times. He's like, that's another one or two annual paychecks for some people. But at the same time, what people don't time. understand, it's like, okay, but what about your gym fees? The yes. training, like you have a lot Management. of people to pay off. Yes. Right. Yeah. And they take a huge cut of that. So what are you actually walking home with? 10 grand less than that? Yes. I, I mean, mean, what's her name? Um, uh, what's her name? Um, I forget the name of, I think it was, was it Carla Esparza? Within a year, she was like selling like her like her own personal That's shit right. to pay bills. Like she That's won right. like a Harley Davidson and she sold it because she was saying, I'm not making enough yeah. <laughs> to, to like yep. to, to be a to do what I'm doing. I have to pay off management and gyms and like all this shit. Mm-hmm. Like it's not I don't make enough through this. And she yeah. was a champion. Yeah. You know man. what I mean? So so Yeah. Yeah. I I just love the fact that Jake Paul is doing this, one. 
Number two, I love the fact that he is getting in the head of Dana White because I think he is. Yeah. I think he's starting to piss Absolutely. off Absolutely. And you can tell because of Dana's reaction. Well, why don't you just go do it, huh? Why don't you just go make your yeah. own MMA promotion and, and make blah, 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 blah. Which I think is one of the weakest comebacks you could possibly say in an argument, right? It's sure. like, it's all, because here's the fallacy of it, right? When you mm-hmm. say shit like that. Is Dana White completely wrong? No. He has a point, right? Yeah. He is the guy who did do it. So to him, it is possible. It's not. So it's not like. It's like Elon Musk saying, "Like, well, well, why don't you go develop a technology to deploy to the general public through a consumer product like an electric car that's self-driving?" Sure, that's a fucking ridiculous fallacy to have. But he, Elon Musk, has a point because he fucking did it. So I get it. But the problem when you say that is that you're saying something that's so astronomical. It's just, mm-hmm. it's the equivalent of, it's the, it's the equivalent of, I don't know, let's just say, um, what's his name? Uh, Chris Hemsworth playing Thor saying, mm-hmm. hey, you could be as jacked as me. Just go do some push-ups and do some sit-ups. Just go outside and start doing it. I did it. Look at me. It's like, oh, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah, we all have the empowerment to, to make choices. We cannot all get to the same point. That's that's yeah. that is the that is the crux and the fallacy of that statement of that argument mm. of like, well, why don't you just go do it? <laughs> I gra- I graduated Harvard. Why don't you go do it? Huh? Huh, Mikey? Huh? Like, okay. I mean, not that he would ever say it, but it would be like Markiplier being like, I don't know why you're complaining about YouTube, Mikey. Why don't you just go get four million views of video within thirty minutes of posting? I do it. Yeah, it's that exact same argument. It's like that's. That's an extreme fallacy to have as a comeback. It just doesn't make... It's so extreme, but that's why it's just easily dismissed. It's like, that's fucking stupid. Why are you saying that? Right. Like, that, let's like that's not how... We all know that's not how it is, right? Like, it's not like, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah, Mikey. Well, I mean, yeah, you should go get 4 million views after 30 minutes of posting a video on YouTube, right? That's, that's how this works. Markiplier does it, so you could do it, obviously. It's that easy. Markiplier said he, could, he did it, so, I mean, why can't you? Right? Uh, that's... That's the, it's fucking, it's a straw, weak, paper, thin, bullshit statement to throw out there. Um, Mm -hmm. Number one. But it is highlighting the point that you made to me, which is he doesn't address the fighter pay fucking argument. He doesn't say anything about it. Yep. Which is interesting. To say mm-hmm. the very least, right? It's very interesting, especially in today's world. Today's sure. world being so empowered because of COVID, right? The empowerment that COVID has given, which is we now have a level of worth for people, right? Mm-hmm. Society has shown we have essential workers. Society has shown that there is a risk to health slash like cost of, of your life ratio. <laughs> to companies and it's like and there's a reason why there's people just quitting jobs that they get treated like shit at or get paid like shit at because they're saying fuck it like i'll go find another job you know what i mean it's just i'm not i don't have to i don't have to be treated like shit anymore i can fight for myself to have something that's worth having and they can go do that 
and we have that empowerment. Also, I think we also have very little patience at this point in our lifetime after the amount of conflict and just general air of, of, of uh, uh, aggression for the past six years um, <laughs> in America. But sure, it's uh, I think I think it's very much a. Uh, it's with the times, man. You got, you got, you have fucking like Starbucks unionizing, right? Like a fucking retail chain has unions now. Like what the fuck? That was not yeah. a thing two years ago. Right. A year ago, nobody would have said that. Hey, like Starbucks and uh, McDonald's are going to have unions. It's like, ex- what? No, they're not. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Trade jobs have unions. Like they, they don't have unions. And now there's chain franchise locations getting fucking unions, right? Like, and now I'm, I'm leading the charge, the tip of the spear, Jake Paul publicly <laughs> calling out the billion-dollar company, UFC, yeah. for fighter rights and fighter pay. Because he knows that every fighter that's on a contract for that company can't say anything because they're trapped by their contract. Mm. They're trapped by the great power of their leader, Dana White. But the resistance fighter... The fighter for the people, Jake Paul, is leading the charge. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's a shame, too, because I think a lot... And I mean, it's obvious, too. I mean, sure, going to ESPN was a great thing, kind of really becoming an official sport. Um, but, like, ever since the Reebok and now the new Venom deal... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, those fighters were really, I would say, getting more of their money from sponsorships. And I just don't I just don't understand why we cannot go back to that. I mean, I get the uniform thing. It looks more professional. But when you're talking about MMA, especially when how it was marketed in the beginning to this day, I still think the best. I was more excited when I saw people wearing Bad Boy or Mike Seafood on their ass or <laughs> Venom and whatever. And it was like, they're, you're not only seeing a, a unique fighter with their own style, you're seeing their own branding going up against someone else with their branding and their style. And yes. it's like, everybody just looks the same. I feel like there's a lot of similar fighters as well. Um... I'm going to be honest there. Like, I can't remember the last time I actually sat down and watched a full UFC event, even just like a fight night. Um, I would just Google the next day, the results. It's like, it's literally getting to that point where I'm like, yeah, we've talked about it before. Like, you know, it's getting very congested now with the amount of fights they're putting out. And it's like, I just Google the results the next day. I, I can't remember the last time I was like, so pumped about a fight where I had to go out even and just watch it at a bar or whatever. I think you had a point and, and that is the sponsorship, the sponsorships on like, especially the fighter flags and banners they would put over the yeah, cage. Yeah. It was a part of their personality. Yeah. It was unique to the fighters, right? Like yep. it was, it was something that was a part of their character. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, um, and, and as silly as something like Mike Seafood, we still. But think about that. We're still talking about that. 
Exactly. We're still talking about a, about this company, Mike Seafood, that's sponsored. I think it was Derek Lewis. Was it him? I think it was Derek Lewis. Wasn't it Derek Lewis? Like an early, early, early Derek Lewis, wasn't it? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Hang on, hang on. Right on the ass, Mike Seafood. But that, but that's what I'm saying. Like exactly that. We remembered the fucking advertisement. We know this restaurant. Yes. Because of a because of a man's ass, and because it was so ridiculous. But now I'm curious. Like, man, I wonder if they serve great seafood. <laughs> I wonder where they're located. I want to go there. It's years late. It's like eight years later, Mikey. Yeah. And we're still talking about this sponsor. You know what I mean? Yep. Like that's the thing. Um. Derek Lewis first fought in the UFC back in 2014. Okay. So I wonder. Okay, I was yeah, I was already married then. Sit down with Derek with UFC heavyweight Derek Lewis at Mike's Seafood. It was Derek Lewis. Yep, I'm, wow. I'm 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 confirming. I want to confirm because holy <laughs> shit, what a memory that I'm proud of having. Um, yep, Mike Seafood Restaurant in Houston. Yep, yep, it was Derek Lewis. It was fucking Derek Lewis. Yes, 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 yes. This is so fucking good. Yes. Oh, this is so great. Oh my god, I'm trying to find a picture of it on his ass. Mike, yep, Mike Seafood. So, shout out to Mike Seafood of Houston for sponsoring Derek Lewis back in 2000 and, and whatever. Yeah, look where he's at now. 14, 15, yeah, look where he is, but look where we are. We're still talking about it. We know yeah. the fighter. Right? Like, yeah. like I pulled yeah. up, I, I knew his, in my memory, I was like, I'm pretty sure that was Derek Lewis. Like, I pulled yeah. out a fighter's fucking name from it. Right? Yep. Right? Yeah. You, you say bad boy, you immediately think of like what? Like Chuck Liddell, right? Like yeah. you, you immediately have these images of these of these fighters. It's just, I don't know, man. I think sponsors need to come back. And I don't think it's a Absolutely. big deal. The NHL has sponsors on helmets now. You have uh, soccer, which is nothing but sponsors. You have F1 and NASCAR. Look at NASCAR. Which yeah. are nothing but sponsors. Like yep. that's, that's all these are. So, I mean, you have uh, MLS, which has sponsors. You have... Um, I think, I think basketball even has, uh, like a single sponsor allowed. I think I'm not sure. Mm. I don't follow basketball, but now to be fair though, when it comes to boxing, do they still have like their own private sponsors? I, because I know boxing is looked at more, it's looked at more as like, um, like a, how do I say? I don't want to say luxurious sport but like a uh, highbrow it's a highbrow sport yeah, yeah like yeah. a fancy sport like i don't i don't know if the whole espn movement and reebok movement was try was to try to get on that level like at least like a stepping stone but maybe i don't know i i don't know but yeah i i feel like uh i feel like you have a good point I feel like I feel like the sponsors need to. So how about this? What if Dana countered and said, "We're gonna let sponsors back in on fighters, uh, for I fighters mean, to make money." That well, that alone is fucking huge. I mean, first off, all the fighters would have to get uniforms again, like their own fighting gear. You know what I mean? So oh, they'd have true. to do that. 
then because they went so many years without private sponsors, now they have to seek out sponsors. So it's like, well, when does this go into effect? How long do these fighters have to find potential sponsors to, you know what I mean? To help them out. Um, and you now know, we're talking yeah. about an entire company that has to look now look out for sponsors. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. But you, you know what I think Dana White's doing? Maybe he's keeping it in his back pocket. So if legally or if publicly he gets put in a corner, he'll just pull it out as his like get out of jail card. So instead mm-hmm. of ever having to let fighters in on the revenue they make, they he can fall back on a well. We're gonna talk, we're gonna actually allow sponsors back for fighters. So the revenue pot's safe for a few more years. <laughs> I see. So that those billion dollar revenues they get can stay in and uh, in, in executive pockets and not uh, trickle down. Uh, yeah. to fighters if i had to guess yeah. you know what i mean yep have you seen how he lives have you seen any videos of like hey it's dana white's uh gym and fridge like with men's health <laughs> no or like hey it's no. dana white's crib and gq no <laughs> i just know that guy is fat jacked and uh living life so it's fucking absurd how he lives he, yeah it's just it's just like, and I'm not saying he hasn't worked or sacrificed for his successes. And I oh, think no, that, he's definitely earned it. Yeah, I, and, and that's the thing. That's the thing that I think gets lost in a lot, especially in America with the conversation about like, like tax the rich and all this other stuff. Like, I do think you need to tax the fucking rich um, because they're, they're billionaires. Like, they can afford taxes. Um, but it, there is a point where the argument of like, well, nobody should be that rich. It's like... Wait a sec. <laughs> you have to realize a lot of these people, well, maybe not a lot, but some of these people, like like uh, somebody like Elon Musk, right? He had rich he had rich parents. A little different mm-hmm. when you have a safety net, right? Um, but somebody like Dana White, who did not have rich parents, and you know, like put all of his shit on the line for something. You have to, you 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 can't just be like, well, no, he can't earn that. Yeah, he risked. He went all in on the table and he just mm-hmm. happened to win right yeah like he worked his ass off to try to make that work he said i'm gonna mm-hmm. put all my chips in this basket and i'm gonna go for it right like i'm not saying i'm not saying like well how dare he live a lavish a lavish lifestyle i'm saying i can't believe the lifestyle how lavish his lifestyle is because he doesn't share any of the the rewards to his to his fighters to the fighters mm-hmm. in, in his promotion, like that's the part I say, because um, he could still live lavishly while paying fighters more than like thirteen thousand dollars. <laughs> sure, <laughs> is absolutely my is my point. Um, I can see why you don't want to give it up, right? Private jets are great, and you know having the. Uh, the best hotel room in every single city you ever fly into where it's like a eight room hotel room with gold tubs and fucking, you know what I mean? Like, like, like diamond tables and shit. Like, yeah, it's all great. That's all fucking great. Your own yeah. private chefs, wherever you go. Like, yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. I get it. But at the same time, at some point it's like, I don't know. I, I feel like there needs to be some finger wagging about like, Maybe you, uh, maybe you pay your fighters a little more. Like maybe you, maybe, maybe you don't, uh, you, maybe you, you fly one flight less a year and you can pay people a little bit more. 
I don't know. I don't mm. know how much it is to own a private jet, maintain it, fuel it, and fly it privately around the world. But I'm assuming it's a little expensive. And I think maybe yeah. you can save a trip to Dubai and just instead oh, sure. put that trip money into a little fund that you could then like let grow and then you can use that to pay out fighters. Right. Maybe not gamble as much. Although from what I hear, he, he, he does win big. He wins yeah. big. That's the thing. He'll like, I'll yeah. put down three million and I'll win six, baby. Like, and it's just like, yeah, cool. Like some of that yeah. could like the amount you tip, you could tip like a, like you could tip $3 million to your fighters and that would increase all the fighters lives. Like if you gave them a little slice, all right? Like, yep. I also wonder too, now that I'm really thinking about it, ever since this whole like congestion issue with the ESPN deal, I wonder if that also affected the pay though. The fact that there's just so many more fights going on, that's so many more fighters that have to get paid for these nights. It's kind of like, well, we do have to reduce the costs because now they're fighting more often. Like I remember back in the day, there was only like so many pay-per-view events in a year, you know? Like what, Yeah, like- no, I agree. I agree. But there's there's two different things there. One is supply and demand, which is the sport's getting more popular, so you can get more eyeballs more consistently, so you need to have the product to put out there, so you need to have more fighters. But two is this weird... There's, there's always been this weird power dynamic with Dana White. Um, yeah. And this is just an observation. For example, he will always prefer his fighters to be not rich. Always. Why? Because he has leverage. Right? Look at look at the the drama with Francis Naganu. Look at the drama mm-hmm. with him and John Jones. John Jones being like, I'm actually worth a lot more than this. And Dana White's like, the fuck off, you're not getting a fight. It's like, yeah. this is John Jones, the guy you fucking swap events five on five days notice for. The guy that mm-hmm. you don't care is juicing and testing hot publicly. And publicly like beating his wife and drunk driving and shit and hitting people, uh, hitting pregnant ladies. And you you still fucking go to bat for this guy. But that's because he was he was going to show up to fight. That's because John Jones never had conflict with the one person in that moment in that situation, which was Dana White. Because Dana mm. White was still going to get paid at the end of the day. No matter what the fuck yeah. John Jones did. The second it turned into, oh, Dana White's not getting paid because of John Jones, because John Jones is saying something or doing something, then it turned into, okay, fuck John Jones. He's not getting a fight. He can leave if he wants and goes to Bell and go to Bellator. Hmm. Right? Like, he, when you have somebody who's hungry, they're always going to be willing to, uh, to compromise for an extra piece of bread. That's the power dynamic like another another thing he did which is so a lot of this is very like roman emperor with with gladiators underneath him type feel um when he did the ufc pi right oh we're gonna do Mm. this for our athletes and all this other shit blah 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 it is an awesome fucking thing and it's a fantastic resource and it's very professional i think it's a, a huge move and investment that helped legitimize the sport but you have to realize, and he uses that as leverage in arguments because he's when they say, well, you don't care about your fighters. And he goes, we built a $6 million facility with free doctors, like personal trainers, physical therapists, dietitians, nutritionists, 
all they have to do is come live in Las Vegas and they have a free resource to them as fighters in the UFC. So I don't want to yeah. hear this bullshit about how I don't take care of my fighters or how we don't put the fighters first as a priority. The fighters are the product and we of course care about them. Look at the six bill look look at this this six million dollar facility and and all of the services that we offer through that four fighters, right? Like that's his argument. That's what he sure. says. The unspoken part of that is and because we did that, that's why I'm not we're not gonna pay them more. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the same thing as a Roman emperor with gladiators. It's like, but you, how come you don't care about your gladiators' health? I cor- Of course I care about their health. We feed them fresh roast every night. We give them clean water to bathe every day. What are you talking about? It's like, right, but you beat them and kill them uh, but, like if they disobey you mm-hmm. and they refuse to fight. It's like, that's the unspoken part. It's like, yeah. but look how much... Look how lavishly they live inside their in, inside their cells. We we bring them like fresh fresh fruits. We bring them you know all the all the luxuries of life while they're here in the Colosseum. It's like yes, but they're they're going to die, and if they don't go do it publicly, you just kill them if they disobey you. It's like, hmm, well, that's the cost of being here, you know. Like like <laughs> that's that's the vibe I get from Dana White when it yeah. comes to how the UFC is run. I don't know if you get that vibe or if you agree with what I'm saying or disagree, but that's how I feel about the situation. I, I, I do agree. I feel like there's definitely some sort of, uh, power control, especially when it comes to, uh, finances with the fighters. But yeah, then you just get his like favorite picks though, you know, and it's because of the, the revenue they generate, I guess. So it's either control them with their finances or let the super rich ones bring in the numbers, right? Like look at Conor McGregor. Isn't he still like the richest UFC fighter? Not from UFC. He's the, uh, no, he's the richest. He has his businesses, but like, no, but he's, he became as rich as he did because of Floyd Mayweather. That's what, that's what set him off. It was that. He would, yeah. You're right, though. He was still rich. He was still making the most money ever. He was making like $3 million at the fucking... Uh, for which is event, like unheard of. Which is unheard of. But then he made $100 million with Mayweather. Yeah. And that put him on a different stratosphere of like, I don't need to fight again. Yep. Now he has his own uh, whiskey company. He has his own fight promotion. He has his own social media company. He has his own... Uh, uh, he makes his, he brews his own beer now at his own upscale, uh, pub downtown oh, no Dublin, shit. the Black Forge. Yep. The Black Forge Inn. Yeah. No, 100%. Uh, yeah. He oh, brews wow. now the Black Forge Stout, which he's been advertising frequently. He has his own clothing line with August McGregor, uh, called August McGregor. It's nonstop with him, right? Like he, he's using, Connor's doing the smartest thing possible with his money. And with his name, and that is he is milking everything for what it's worth. He's milking mm-hmm. his reputation and fame for as long as he can with what he can, and that's the smart thing to do when you're hot. You strike the iron while it's hot, you milk it while it's can, and you invest into what you can while you can. Right? Mm. Yeah. That's, what, that's what he's been doing. So, Oh, yeah, he has his own fitness program, the McGregor Fast Program. Oh, no shit. He has his own recovery, title recovery, uh, which is like a CBD ointment company. Like uh, it's like biofree CBD, so it's like uh, icy hot CBD stuff. So okay. You have, you have tidal recovery. 
Yeah, man, he's got like <laughs> fucking. He's spending money. He, like, yeah, he's doing all right. Yeah, but like it's all coming back to him, right? Like, right. Yeah. If all of his businesses failed, at the end of the day, he could bank. He could claim bankruptcy and sell them or something. Like he could still. He's he's at a stratosphere of rich where it's like you you you're not going to not be rich now. Yeah. So. Why do you think there's been no real rush or talk about him coming back? Yeah, that's true. He doesn't have to, and Dana doesn't want to bring it up. Right. You know what I mean? So. <sighs> I don't know. What do you think about Dana? I think I painted him in a very brutal light. Yeah, I think... I feel like he is still stuck mentally business-wise. What do you mean? Pre-ESPN, but also... How should, how should I explain this? I mean, you definitely hit a lot of points, though, because I didn't even really think of that. Like, how he would prefer... To have a fighter that's making less pay under him because that's the power, that's the control, right? It's like, right. well, if you want to make the money, well, you're going to have to fight. Um, what I see is a guy who literally took a company that was dog shit and turned it into something, probably one of the biggest sports today. Yes, and, it um, is one of the hottest sports right now. Yeah, I think that ego in particular is getting to him. Not that I, I feel like it's already gotten to him, but it's it's being pointed out, you know. And uh, yeah, as far as like the whole fighter pay thing, you know, I I don't know how you go about doing that. Listen, I also have to take into consideration because of how big this company is now Dana also has bills to pay you know sure like the fights generate so much revenue but where do all these costs go you know they have to go to the venue they have to go for I mean literally everything then the, then obviously the fighters are included with the costs and I, I can only imagine from a business standpoint like what he has to deal with when it comes to finances which is why I originally mentioned like well shit like because they're so congested with these fights now did he have to make that business decision and say, yeah, you know, yes, we are generating more money per year. We're also putting out more fights per year. So because of that, you guys can only make so much money. I, I don't know. Again, I'm not a businessman. I don't know how it works behind the scenes. Yeah. And you have contracts and obligations, broadcast right. rights. You have, uh, I mean, let's just say this again, th big things to COVID COVID allowed the UFC to realize they can use the UFC PI center to televise fights, which is what they yeah. do. Like UFC yeah. fight nights are now internally hosted, which means you don't have to deal with third party, um, um, uh, sites, third party companies. You don't have to deal with travel. It's just, nope. Fighters train here. They recover here. They eat here. And now they will fight here. Sure. Um, and that's a lot easier. Just keep everybody there at the PI. Uh, it's not only safer, uh, especially like in a pandemic, like a, a viral pandemic like this, but it's just safer just for like quality control. 
oh mm-hmm. no, like we have a production crew that couldn't make their flight. No, that's fine. They're here. They're they're internal. Like it's all internal. You know what I mean? Oh, but like we have a material issue. No, we don't. This is a cage that we maintain daily. <laughs> and that's the a- thing too. Like even the the whole testing thing doesn't the isn't the UFC uh, don't they have their own testing thing? What do you mean? Not like USADA. USADA? You mean is or- it USADA? That's part of UFC. It's an agreement Whoa. with USADA. Okay. Yeah, it's an okay. agreement. It's like it's a it's an expensive agreement. They pay USADA to test. Okay, but but they didn't prior though. Like, and I'm talking like this was this is a new thing from what since the whole picograms thing with John Jones. No, Isn't USADA right? came out before then. USADA was out before then. Why am, why do I have this thought of UFC partnering with? Uh, a testing like as if because they did they partnered with USADA it, USADA being the United States anti-doping agency yeah I just figured like even the testing was internal as well okay no I mean technically it's a program that that that's it's a program that's aligned with them they work together right okay yeah but no they are an independent anti-doping agency yeah yeah so yeah all right um I mean it, it's simple, and it's what I'm going to bring up again. I think, honestly, what will help is just bringing back sponsorships, honestly. I think that alone will help with the fighter pay. You think um, so? Absolutely. I mean, as far as, like, the whole uniform situation goes, like the fighter's gear, I don't know. Maybe they'll still be required to wear something, but they'll be able to display their little flags in the <laughs> before a fight. I don't know how that, like, that would work, per se, but... right. I don't know, man. I, I will continue to say it to this day. There's just, there was this magic. There was this excitement of just seeing someone, one unique person going up against a completely different, unique person. And maybe that had something to do with it. Just the charm, just the way they looked, you know, not every fighter had the same, uh, pair of like skin tight shorts on or whatever. Like you saw Anderson Silva in Muay Thai, shorts you know or you see gsp with like fucking brief underwear on pretty much and um like it's just there was this uniqueness to each fighter and they were known for that and the the way they looked and presented themselves and um and it benefited the fighters yes you know what i mean they were they were just simply making more money and Um, in theory it should have taken some financial responsibility off of the ufc sure you know what I mean? Because they shouldn't have to have a... They, they, I think the sponsorship... I don't know how sponsorship worked. I think for the most part, the UFC was stayed out of it. Like, they didn't take a cut. It was just mm. if the fighters the fighters can have sponsors on their shorts, and that's them. I, I, I feel like that can't be the case because the UFC would want to have a slice of it. Like, oh, we yeah. have to have 5% revenue from the sponsorship or something. But I also feel like... The way the fighters talked about it, the most mostly, they never said the UFC dipped into that, into those pockets. Right. Exactly. You know, so I feel like it's fine. But now, as far as the healthcare situation goes, I mean, again, I currently don't know what their plans are exactly. Current, like what they are currently. But I remember, as far as like a, a post retirement type of deal, like yeah. what they can do for these fighters. Again, I'm not in the health. Um, no, no longer in the healthcare business, but like, uh, I I don't know how you go about doing that. You know, now setting up retirement 
healthcare plans and if anything i would just put them in the pi just be like cool you have you have if you're a ufc retiree uh so you had to have like i don't know like 15 fights or something in the ufc to be to be eligible um you qualify for the program it's like a whatever monthly payment like and then you get like a it's like a ten dollar copay if you come to the ufc pi for treatment mm. that's what i would do simple keep it in-house yeah yeah it's an olive branch that looks good publicly and it doesn't really cost you as much as it would if you were trying to partner and outsource with a healthcare company like united healthcare aetna cigna uh blue cross blue shield whatever 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 um yeah so i think it would be a lot easier um in my opinion in my opinion i think it would be a lot easier um mm. but uh i do know i do know um Oh God, I was gonna say it. What did you say? Uh, you said something about healthcare. Um, as far as like uh, their 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 injuries, they actually get their injuries covered if it happens post fight. So like you know when people get shipped off to the hospital after a fight, they don't pay right. anything. Right. Um, and I remember that was a that was a comment made by multiple fighters how they would train with injuries because they couldn't afford to get fixed in camp. Mm-hmm. So they would get to a fight injured, and then after the fight, it would just be a part of their injury report that would just get taken care of. You know what I mean? Okay. So you have a problem. I don't know. You you get like a yeah. something that doesn't take you out of the fight. I'm trying to think of something. But that's what I mean, though. The thing is, they're still currently like fighting in the UFC. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. look at Robbie Lawler. He got. I mean, his fucking face is pretty much ripped off when he fought Rory McDonald. But it's yeah. like you, the next time you see him, it's like, oh shit, your your lip is just whole again. Look at uh, Alistair Overeem, same situation, right? Yeah, fucked up lip. And wasn't it like a week later, or mo- not even a month later? I mean, there was barely a scar. So yeah, like whatever insurance they have, and whatever doctor, whoever they're seeing currently for their surgeries, <laughs> it's clearly amazing, like what they can do today. But um, it's it's it just comes down to this. Uh, this retirement thing. There needs yeah. to be some sort of stable retirement plan for these guys because, yeah, I mean, we, we're constantly hearing about fighters that just go off the deep end and they're fighting fucking civilians or they're beating their wives. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know what that fighter was going through mentally. Um, Oh, man, old school guy. Um, GSP fought him. BJ um, Penn? No, he he got hit by by the train. He was in his truck. Oh, um, oh, uh, uh, not Matt Sarah. No. Oh. no, Matt Matt Hughes. Yeah, Matt Hughes. Matt Hughes. Matt Hughes. Yeah. I mean, didn't he stop on the train tracks? Well, like, what was the story? I think I think he stopped his truck. Yeah, on the tracks. So, something I mean, like it's that. Like, yeah. I already know there was like some sort of domestic issues, but then for him to get to that point, I mean, supposedly mentally. He's doing better, but he's also like permanently damaged. I don't yeah. know if you've seen him lately, but like he is not the same person. No, he's not. I mean, he looks like the way I would describe him, dude, is somebody who survived a terrible stroke. And you know how they're just not the same. I mean, he literally can't speak prop. Like he, he has a hard time speaking the way he walks around. Uh, it's, I mean, it's sad to see. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. He's it's, also it's, really thin now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like his body has just taken, sustained so much damage from that accident. 
um, he's just not the same guy he was, you know. But I get, I don't know. I guess that was the wake up call, though. And I now he's doing okay, from what I hear. BJ Penn is doing better, from what I've heard too. Really? Yeah, I, BJ well, Penn's been uh, just. I don't think he he's not training for a fight, but there's I've been, I've seen him in videos and pictures at the uh, RVCA location um, where Luke Rockhold trains. Oh, okay. Because I've seen like Luke Rockhold be like, "Hey, it's BJ," and like like BJ's there sweating next to him, like working on pads. Um, yeah. So I think BJ's doing better too. I think BJ's just in a routine again. Uh, but well, that's the thing, right? It's like, well, if these guys just get reintroduced to their routines again, is is that what like normalizes their their mental focus, their their brain activity? You know, and then as soon as they leave that environment, who are they back at home? You know, like can yeah. BJ Penn go a week without training, or does he have to to be to remain stable to stabilize him? Yeah, I mean, well, don't forget also training is not just mental meditation and mental work, but it's also the physical release of like like you get like endorphins and shit, right? Like from working sure. out. So it's like yeah, and they don't train normal amounts. They're not doing they're not doing a forty five minute spin class and then they're done. Like like they're used to what like three hours to six hours a day of training. Like they're used to a huge amount of physical workload. So yeah. they are very much, I think, uh, in, in a behavior, uh, pattern in a way of routine for, for their body to have that response, right? Mm-hmm. The body to have the response of, of that, that high, I think from being physically active, that rewarding feeling. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at a guy like, uh, you look at a guy like GSP as a, I think he's really the easy, easiest example to look at. He retired and he hasn't fucking slowed down at all. No. I see no. videos of him rolling, like, like rolling on the mat still mm-hmm. and fucking doing like bag work. Like, and <laughs> on top of doing like swimming work and doing like at home, like plyometric and gymnastic work, like still doing random, like water fast. Like he hasn't stopped. He's still, he's, He's more shredded now than he was when he was uh, active. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's not injured. Right. Because he's not going balls to the wall. Because he doesn't have Faraz hobby secretly paying people to try to knock him out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like in training. <laughs> Which is still a fucking crazy thing. I was just like, yeah. hey man, if you can knock out GSP, I'll give you like $1,000. It's like, wait, uh, what? I thought I was here just to spar with him. He's like, yeah, I know. But I, as his coach, I want you to turn it up a bit. 1000 bucks if you knock him out. And then he's looking across the cage and there's GSP with his mouth guard and just like looking at him, like psyching himself up. He's like, all right, like thousand bucks cash. It's like thousand bucks cash. It's like, okay, well, what if I get knocked out? It's like, well, then you don't get a thousand bucks cash. It's like, oh, geez, man. Like, geez. Fuck. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Like going out. You know what I mean? GSP's not in gym wars. You know, yeah. he's, he's not, he's not going through sparring sessions like that. What is yeah. doing? What is he doing? Katas working the bag, working the mitts. He's rolling on the ground. He's doing maybe light light spar touch work, and then he's mm-hmm. swimming, doing gymnastics, plyo work, and he's eating clean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's his life. He's just yeah. doing it for fun now, um, without the stress of having to perform. And again, he looks better than he did, I think, when he was active. So, oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's absurd. It's absurd how jacked he is now, and it's just yeah. like, what? He's like, oh yeah, you know, I had colitis and took care of that and now i fast all the time so now i rock like 60 percent body fat year round and stuff like that <laughs> also I, I like really get into 
specific ways of eating. So I'll do carnivore diet for a month and I'll do paleo for a month. Then I'll just do fasting for a month. <laughs> and it's just like, Oh, okay. All right. Well, you look great, man. Like he's like, yeah, I do water workouts, like resistance, water resistance workouts. It's like, yeah, also great, man. Like, like that's also fucking great that you're doing that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like, um, but we always talk about that, right? Where it, it was, yes, it's a job, but GSP was a martial artist. Yeah. Right. I mean, he is, but it, it, it's once again, he's kind of the outlier, the, the outlier, right? To to the whole situation, but mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, all right, man. It's been lots of talking. We we yes. you talk a lot at your job, and I unfortunately. Um, don't talk as much as you, but I talk more to people than I want to. So, <laughs> happy new year. Happy yes. new eyes. And uh, it's another exciting year. 2022 is going to be an exciting year, man. It's going to be the year of Jake Paul, and I'm super excited for it. <laughs> How mad are you going to be when Jake Paul joins the UFC and becomes a UFC champion? You think it goes in that direction? I you think, think he'll. You think he'll go from boxing to MMA? And get signed? Oh, oh, I think Dana White would sign him. Dana White, at the very least, would want to see his ass get beat. That is true. He would be like, okay, I'll sign you. You're going to fight. Ooh, and then him just knowing, like, in a sense, like, I fucking own you. Like, I I could, okay, yeah. It's a power move. I can see that. It's a power play from Jake Paul to be like, come on, Danny, you want this ass. You want to own this ass so bad, don't you, big boy? Come on. You bald fuck. I know you want to. And that's exactly what it is. He's offering yeah. him. He, he, he know, he's playing him. He's mm-hmm. offering up this piece of meat knowing like, you want this? You want this meat, don't you? Don't you? All you got to do, all you got to do is publicly admit that you are an asshole to fighters, your fighters, and then treat them better. And I'm yours. And then give me, you can feed me to the wolves. Yeah. But, if, but then if he starts getting successful. Oh, Could you imagine? Could you fucking imagine? I mean, what if we had a Conor McGregor Jake Paul fight in the UFC? See, that's the thing too. It's like, well, does Dana become pissed off because he knows he was wrong about Jake? Or does he say, "You know what? You're only going to last for your contract and then you're out." I don't know how he handles because it. Because Dana's still a businessman. He's like, "Well, where Dana wants money. money. Dana wants I, money. That's all he wants." Right. All he cares about right. is money. So we'll have to see year, year 2022. We'll see, baby. We'll see. We'll see. All right, man. It's good seeing you. Happy new year. And until next time. Peace. Peace.